This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always discovering how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of Wealth Ability. So, a lot of people are in high income jobs and they wonder what happens. Okay, when they can't do their high income job, or is this what they're going to be doing until they're 80 years old and can't walk? And we're very um, fortunate to have a special guest who is a high income professional and has learned uh, what we've been talking about on this show for many years um, that, uh, you know, getting into investing, investing outside of your profession and actually investing in something that will produce passive streams of income is, uh, can be very freeing and, and, and really can have an impact, a positive impact on your life. So very excited to have uh, Jeff Anzalone. Did I say your name right? Absolutely. All right. And uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and uh, give us a little bit about your background and, and why you're talking about financial education to other, uh, other doctors. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Special thanks for having me on the show. I'm a, a avid listener of your podcast, your your books, uh, your tax free wealth book is fantastic. Uh, what you and Robert and, and that group Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad group is um, you're really inspiring a lot of people because I talk to doctors uh, on a daily basis, and majority of them have read you know, your books and his books. So it's, it's really doing a lot of good. So I, I really appreciate That's awesome. that. Thank so you. It's a, so it's an honor being on your show with you, but uh, I'm a, a practicing periodontist here in Louisiana. And like most of us uh, got out in a lot of student loan debt and, but didn't really care too much about it because yeah, Hey, we're going to make good money. Right. Kind of like yeah. college athletes that are going to the pros. Well I, well, I don't make that kind of money, but you know, they're thinking, Hey, who cares? I'm going to make a lot of money, you know? So, uh, unfortunately the, the practice that I was going in with, uh, the deal fell through, uh, right before I finished my training. So I had about $300,000 of student loan debt. I was married with a two month old, had already purchased an interest only home, but the worst part of it was I had no clue how to run a business or practice. So uh, long story short, I was able to network with people that helped me out a lot, um, cleaned up a lot of the consumer debt, but got to the point where I realized on a, during a skiing trip, when I, I fell, kid, you know, cut in front of me and I, I fell and I kind of landed on my wrist and, I, and that kind of sparked me thinking, well, what would I do if I couldn't work? You know, I, I was so focused on like so many of us because we spent all this time and money training that you never think about anything else. You know, you're, you're going to go, you're going to treat patients, you're going to make a lot of money, you're going to pay a lot of taxes, but hey, that's the American way, right? So that started me thinking, what if, you know, what if I was disabled temporarily, permanently, what would I do? And that sparked the, me starting to go out looking for passive income, which kind of led to where I am today. You know, I, I think that's a story that we hear a lot, actually that a lot of people that, I mean, I'm one, right? I'm in a high, I am a high income, high earning professional, uh, maybe not as high as you, but a high earning professional. And uh, uh, I was fortunate to come out of school with no debt, 
which was uh, for for which I've uh, been eternally grateful to the schools that paid my way. Um, but at the same time, you go, you know, I've had the same thought. What happens if I can't do my job, right? What happens if I can't do accounting? What happens, you know, um, fortunately, I can do it without my hands. But, uh, you know, let's say I got a head injury or something like that. And I've seen that happen. So what did you decide to do? I mean, you know, how did you actually get to the point where you were going, um, okay, I'm actually going to invest in something. Now, obviously, you're still doing your job. You're still practicing. Um, how did you decide that you were going to do something to, uh, how did you de decide on what you were going to do and how to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I knew that other people have, were doing it. So why, why reinvent the wheel? Right. So I started, uh, reading. I'm a, I'm a big reader. I love to read and listen to podcasts and, uh, I've studied a lot on successful people, millionaires, and it seems like the majority of them had real estate in their portfolio. But really at that time, Tom, about five years ago, when I was starting to get into this, I had no idea about the whole passive income, uh, passive real estate investments. I thought you got to go buy a house. You got to go buy a trailer park. You got to buy a storage unit. Yeah. You had to go, you had to go wash toilets, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I thought. So that that's where I was focused and I, I met people, I went to seminars and I was ready to go. And then I, you know, was meeting with people that they do it all the time here. And I see all the phone calls they get and, you know, somebody broke into an apartment having to meet the sheriff over there. And this time I'm like, I, I just don't know, but I, um, luckily that was kind of the time that the crowdfunding started coming out online and I started doing a little bit of that, uh, little debt deals, small deals. And that, that worked out pretty well. And then I decided to, to bite the bullet and get into the big equity deal. It was a $50,000 investment in an apartment complex in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And long story short, after about two years and not receiving any money distributions, all the investors lost everything. Oh my heavens. Yeah. So, um, and it, it was at that point where I realized I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I made it a point from them on out. Cause I was just looking at going to a website, looking at the deals and going, what's the highest return. I didn't know what COC and IRR and I, I didn't even, I was just looking at what's the highest return and what apartment complex looks the best. That was it. So uh, it deserved me right really to lose. Cause I, I, you know, so now I've made it a point to, to learn network with people. So now all of the investments that we're doing now, um, you know, knock on wood have been successful, but that that's kind of how I started to, to get up to this point. I want to take a moment to tell you about Norada real estate. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Narada Real Estate Investments provides you everything you need to invest in some of the best deals around the country. Everything from turnkey rental properties to mortgage financing to property management. Visit their website to learn more and download your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at turnkeyrealestateinvesting.com. That's turnkeyrealestateinvesting.com. Well, I always say that we learn more by, by uh, losing than we do by winning. 
right? There's a, there, there are a lot of lessons there. And, and I, I think you make a really good point. Um, this is a point that I see all the time is that, um, you know, there are always winners and losers in investing. It doesn't matter what type of investing, whether it's real estate or stock market or business, there are always going to be winners and losers. I mean, nine out of 10 uh, businesses go under, right? So um, within the first few years. So what types of things, uh, when you started getting educated, what types of things did you see as far as what you needed to learn, what you needed to um, be able to look at in order to make a good decision on, um, on, on that stream of income? Probably the most commonly asked question I get when I start talking to high income earners, doctors, whatever, a lot of engineers for, for whatever reason, they'll, they'll call and ask me. And the question is, Jeff, how do you find the best deal? And that, as you know, that's the wrong question to ask. It's, it's how do you find the, the a trusted sponsor and they'll find you the good deals. You know, it's kind of like if, if uh, you need neck surgery or something, you, you find the, the good surgeon and they'll, they have the skills to do whatever procedure you need, you know? So um, that fine. And, and unfortunately, Tom, it's, there's a lot of them out there that if you would look at their website or listen to their podcast or, or uh, talk to them on the phone, you would think this guy owns 5,000 units where he owns zero. And, and you just have to reach, I mean, it's, you gotta, you have to dig into it. You gotta research, you gotta talk to and current, you know, their current investors to see what, what, you know, what they say about them. And so, um, that was one of the reasons that pushed me to start my website because, uh, you know, doctors don't have a lot of time and I, and I've, I've been messed over and I'm sure a lot of people have been messed over. So I wanted to sort of be that trusted resource out there that, uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm vetting, I'm doing all the, the, the legwork for you, but I do encourage people to learn for themselves. But um, I wanted to, to, to put my name on it to say, hey, you know what, I, I recommend or I trust this person, I invest with them or, or you know, answer their questions to help them. No, I think that's great. I, you know, you make a good point that uh, one of my favorite things I learned from uh, Robert, my friend Robert Kiyosaki is that you can't do a good deal with a bad partner. And so it doesn't matter how good the deal is if the partner's bad. And uh, that's particularly true. I mean, when you're talking about, for example, multifamily housing or commercial real estate or something like that, that takes, uh, and the money's made in the operations, right? That's where you make the money is. Are you, are, not only are you buying the right deal, but are you taking care of the property? Are you adding value to the property? Are you operating the property so in such a way that it's going to produce cash flow, right? Because cash flow is what it's all about. And one of the things that I think, uh, um, the second thing that I think people miss a lot is that all investments are a function of their cash flow. So the value of investment is directly related to your, to your cash flow. You mentioned COC, so cash on cash, right? Cash on cash return. And a lot of people, um, you know, especially in the last, I think in the last few years, we've had the same issue that we had back in 2005, six and seven, where, you know, people are buying for capital gains and they're relying on the capital gains when the, re, the, <laughs> the rule is, is that if you look at, um, the most important term in real estate, I think, which is cap rate, it is a function of what's your cash, 
that's coming to the investor. You're buying a stream of income. When that's what that's the whole idea behind a real estate investment, a stock should be behind a stock investment or any other kind of investment mm -hmm. is you're buying a stream of income. So I think you're absolutely spot on, Jeff, that the, the very first thing we have to do is we have, we have to find a good partner. And okay, so now you found a good partner. Now, now what are you looking at? Well, actually, to, to take a step back before that, I actually had a conversation last night with a guy that um, is from my neck of the woods down here in Baton Rouge, um, anesthesiologist. And he's, you know, said, Hey, you know, I've got three kids, they're in private school and I, I just want some passive income. And so there wasn't, wasn't really any driving factor. So I, I always tell them, you know, if you're married, sit down with your spouse, number one, start with why you want to do it. Because as you know, that's going to keep you going. Uh, not just, I want passive income. It's, Hey, I want to, you know, retire in 10 years and have options to go coach football or start a mission mission somewhere or, you know, donate more or whatever, whatever that is. But, um, or you may have a different job you want to do. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, it's been interesting over the last year, you know, the best thing I, the best thing about doing these podcasts is meeting people like you. And one of the things that I've really run into a lot is a lot of people talking about, look, you need to focus on what's the dream. What, what do you, what are you wanting to accomplish there? And, uh, even Eckhart Tolle talks about, um, you know, and he's a very, you know, he's about living in the present moment, but he talks about adding the goal and, and it really adds some, some uh, enthusiasm. That's where you get enthusiasm is when you have a goal. Right. And uh, that's actually the first thing we do. So when we take a new client um, in uh, our WealthAbility Network, the very first thing we do is we have them determine where are they going? What, what is it that they're trying to accomplish for the exact same reason? It's not easy, is it? I mean, this is not something that is easy stuff to do. You have to actually have a reason for doing it because otherwise you'll just, you just won't pay attention to it. Right. And, and he said, Hey, I've been looking at real estate for a while, but I hadn't done anything about it. That's, that's because, you know, he didn't have a definitive uh, purpose of why he wanted to do it. And then I asked him the next question. I said, well, you've got three kids. You're about my age and you're busy, right? He said, yeah. He, I said, well, you have time to take a lot of calls, be a landlord. He's like, no, I said, well, you've answered the next question between an active or passive investor. Right. So once, once you determine your goals, then if you want to be a passive investor like myself and you know, most of the people that I talk to, cause they just don't have time, then you can go and start down the path of finding the, the correct uh, sponsor or operator of passive deals that allow us to invest with them. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I'll get back to this in a second. Hey, if you like financial education the way I do, you're going to love Buck Joffrey's podcast. Buck's a friend of mine. He's a client of mine. He's a former board certified surgeon and he's turned into a real estate professional. So he has this podcast that is geared towards high paid professionals. That's who he's geared towards. So if you're a high paid professional, you're going, look, I'd like to do something different with my money than what I'm doing. I'd like to get financially educated. I'd like to take control of my money and my life and my taxes. I would love to recommend Buck Joffrey's podcast, which is called Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. I hope you join Buck on this adventure of a lifetime. Now back to what we were discussing. And one of the things that we do 
we encourage our clients to do is to actually be very clear on what type of investing you're doing. So one of the mistakes, and let me ask you if you found this with people you talk to, one of the mistakes I find is people chasing returns instead of understanding that you can get good returns in every type of investing. And you really ought to be focused. My experience is when you're focused on the right, on, on, a, on a type of a deal that works for you. I mean, let's say for example, that you care, I've got a, a, a client that uh, is a syndicator of multifamily real estate and they're all about building the community. That's the reason they do it. And so, you know, I encourage people that are, um, if they want, if that's what they're trying to accomplish, that maybe they ought to consider, you know, that type of a, of a sponsor, right? That type of a partner. If you just want cash flow, then maybe you look at, at, at a, a syndicator that is uh, doing, uh, just has a really good system, you know, for doing it. But chasing cash flow, I think, is, uh, chasing returns is always a mistake um, because then you get scattered and you, you really can't get focused on one thing. And then what I find is, is that if you're focused on one thing, that um, the deals show up. Because once you're focused, of course, then your mind is there, your energy is there, and, and the deals show up. Have you had challenges now that you, you're focused, now that you're doing the things that, uh, and, and you've got the education, are you finding it difficult to find deals or you find that deals are finding you? Uh, well, this, you know, depending on when people listen or watch this, you know, this, this year with the pandemic, it has really shut down a lot of the lending and shut down a lot of the deals. Whereas usually, you know, I would see maybe six to eight good deals. I've seen maybe two thus far this year. But again, it goes back to the sponsor. If you, if you have a good one, you know, they're always, people don't realize these, you know, the ones that I work with, they're looking at 80, sometimes a hundred deals a month, you know, right. underwriting them and, and they may make an offer in one or two. So people don't see that behind the scenes versus these websites, like the one that uh, Realty Shares that I invested with that's actually gone under now, they just get pitched deals all the time. And I talked to one of the sponsors one time that actually pitched a deal to them. They said there was no, you know, vetting. There was nothing. It was like, okay, you got a deal. Yeah, I'll put you on my site. But the way that a lot of these websites state is, Hey, we're, we get all these deals and we're only putting the best of the best on our website. And I, I just, if I'm going to invest a lot of money, I want to know, I meet them personally. I go, um, and if I have time to tour the property, I want to see their business plan. Because again, if I'm going to spend my hard-earned money on something, invest with them, I want to know that. Plus, if I'm going to recommend to family or friends or whomever, again, that, that reflects back on me. So I think that's um, very important. But something you didn't touch on, which you have a lot more knowledge than me, is taxes. And you know, a lot of times, instead of just chasing returns, you got to look at, you know, you're talking about cash flow and, and getting a lot of this tax-free money from these distributions based on the de depreciation. And you don't realize how much money you have to put away, which you're usually taxed and then you take it out and it's taxed again to get the amount, you know, that we're getting, you know, tax-free. So you have to take that into consideration as well. No, for sure. You know, when you talk about cash flow, people nor, you know, uh, particularly stock, stock uh, financial planners, they like to talk about your return before taxes. They don't always like to talk about return after taxes. Um, I give an example in tax-free wealth 
of a real estate deal versus a stock deal where the stock deal has a higher cash on cash return before tax, but the real estate is almost double the cash on cash return after tax. And so it's really the money, you know, it's money that you end up with that matters. On top of that, so one of the issues that I run into all the time is uh, people that are passively investing, like your, um, you know, like your folks, that they've got tax advisors say, well, if you're a passive investor, you don't get to use the deductions. So I don't know what your experience is. This is the first time we met. My experience is that it's pretty rare that I can't find a way for um, my passive investors to use their deductions, okay? And they can use them upfront. Um, that's actually not that difficult to do. Have you found that to be a situation where a, a lot of your, the, the uh, people who are advising your friends um, and your colleagues are telling them, well, you don't get to use it anyway? Yeah, there, there's two things. Number one, they'll, they'll always say, Hey, well, I'm going to, I'm going to discuss with my financial advisor to, to get some money over so I can do this. And I'll tell them right now, they're not going to let you do that. Right. And they're like, why? Wow. I said, well, that's taking money out of their pocket. Exactly. You know? And then, and then number two is typically nine times out of 10, when they talk to their accountant, they, they usually just say, we don't really know much about real estate investing. So they don't have a, a really good background. So finding people such as yourself and other groups, that help real estate investors, I usually encourage them to speak with their accountant first. If not, you know, we could, we can link them up with people that are more uh, well-versed in the real estate side. You know, I was, uh, I was doing a, doing a virtual seminar yesterday um, with a, a friend of mine who's in the apartment um, investing uh, business. He's an educator in apartment investing. We were talking about your team members and specialists. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you're a specialist in your field, right? And there's a reason somebody comes to you and not to general dentistry to get what they want done, you know, when they have the issue that needs your specific services, right? Um, and the same is true. What People forget that, that taxes are, are <laughs> taxes are actually as complex in a different way as surgery. They're very, very complex. Um, Einstein, uh, Einstein's quoted as saying that the most difficult thing in the world to understand is income tax. And that's Albert Einstein who said that. So I, you know, I remind people that you want a specialist. You know, general business is fine for general business. So you know, for your practice, a general practitioner is probably gonna be okay on a regular ongoing basis to handle your, your general practice. But when you start getting to specialty areas like real estate, natural resources, um, agriculture, or other things that require a specialty, you probably ought to have a specialist. Yeah, just like if you went to your annual checkup and your doctor said, uh, I, think I, I think we may, uh, have, may have possibility of having some heart issues, what is he going to do? You know, he's going to send you to a cardiologist, right? Exactly. A specialist who has more training in that. So that, that would, especially, you know, people that, that um, I deal with that just, they get clobbered with taxes all the time. You know, once you add it all up, it's about 50% taxes. So you want somebody that, that knows what they're doing because even if you don't really get much good returns on it, what they could save you in taxes sometimes is, is worth the benefit of that, you know? Yeah, we've actually, we've actually done, of course, we're numbers people, right? So we run numbers all the time. 
And uh, the numbers actually, the first two or three years of an investment, the best return you're gonna get is from the government. If it's done right, you'll get a better, especially right now with bonus depreciation and cost segregations, right. everything, you know, real estate is a highly favored investment right now. Um, but if you do it right, then um, you could actually end up with a much higher return from the, from, you know, the government reducing your taxes. And by the way, the government does this on purpose, as you know, this is not a loophole. This is something the government um, has done really affirmatively and said, look, we want to build more housing. We want to build more, more commercial properties. We want to generate that for the economy. And so therefore, if you're willing to take the risk, we'll, you know, we'll kind of, uh, we'll, we'll be your partner in that. And so we always say, you know, partner with the government and you either part with the, partner with them by paying high tax and you're a silent partner or you part, partner with them by paying low tax by in doing what the government wants you to do. So right. what are maybe three things that you would suggest a, a high income earner do when if they're looking at getting into um, investing and, and, and passive income? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm uh... Uh, as a Christian person, I read the Bible a good bit. And, and one of the book, the book of Proverbs pretty much has literally everything that to, to answer your question and whether you're a believer or not in the book of Proverbs, it talks about if you want to be successful, surround yourself with people, you know, that are smarter than you and, and with advisors. So make sure that you look on your team. You know, if, if you do want to do real estate, is your accountant well-versed in real estate? Uh, do you have potentially a, an attorney if you had to run by some some questions about um, if you uh, I mean, I'm sure there's people in your neighborhood or your area that are real estate investors, you know, network with them. You know, so don't don't do it. Don't try to do it on your own. You know, and that again, that's one of the reasons why I started my uh, site debtfreedr.com to to help with that. But there's there's probably people. Uh, and once I started talking to people in my area, it's almost like they're, they, they, they're looking for somebody to mentor. You know, I've got right. um, my sure. real estate mentor here. He's actually a billionaire with a B that just opened, you know, opened his office to me two and a half hours. And I told my wife, I said, I learned more talking to him than literally that I did two years of college because what he just, you're, you have these blinders on and once you hear, you know, one of those rags to riches stories, it's like, I could do this, you know, so it really opens, opens your mind to that. So that, that was really holding me back. And I think for a lot of the, the people that I talked to, it's, it's sort of that scarcity mindset, sure. you know, that we only have so much and we're going to run out, you know, that, you know, kind of the way that we're raised, you can't, we can't afford that or yeah, that, that costs too much. And so we always hear that. And, and I was like that for a long time, you know, you can ask my wife, but it, it's taken a while. But once you start, realizing there's there's plenty of money going around like i mean look at the government they just print more of it right well exactly i mean you know the way i look at it is it's it, is it competition or cooperation and uh yeah i actually had um we have a network of cpa firms and uh i invited somebody i knew another cpa i said are you would you be interested in joining this was early on and he said, why would I ever want to share what I know with somebody else? And I'm going, I don't know, maybe because they'll share with you what they know. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so he was very much about competition. And we're, you know, our network is very much about cooperation. We meet literally every month, at least once, sometimes twice a month, 
um, to get together to share information with each other. So here you have a, a bunch of CPAs that tend to be uh, competitive um, by nature and, uh, and cooperating and sharing stories and sharing, here's how we do this. And I, I'm like you, I think, you know what, there's plenty of money to go around. There are plenty of deals to go around. Um, there's, there's really not a scarcity except up here. That's where the scarcity is. All right. So getting the right people around you, that's one thing. What are a couple of other things that you think uh, uh, people ought to be doing? Well, as we just, as we just stated, um, starting with the mindset and, and, and really sit down and think, do I have a scarcity or do I have an abundance mindset? Because if you have a scarcity mindset, it's going to be very difficult to really do any type of investing. As you know, you know, you've got to take risk. And if, if you're just so, you know, like that, so scared that it's, it's going to be difficult and, and it may not be for you. Well, you know? and, and, and it's, I think it's tough for uh, professionals, especially because uh, we got where we were by being right. I mean, you think yep. about it. I mean, you know, we were right in school. We got A's in school. You know, we're, we're the proverbial A students. And uh, it's hard to be an investor as an A student, I find. I actually find my most successful investor clients tend to be C students, uh, B and C students, because they don't have this need to be right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have this scarcity. Well, if I get an A, you know, I, if for me to get an A, you have to get a B, right? So for me to win, you have to lose. Whereas, you know, the reality is, is we can all win. So I think that's great. So, so we've got the people around you, the mentality, what would be the third thing you would say you would recommend to people? Really defining your why and your goals. What's, what are you really wanting to, to get? And, and, and if not, you're just going to wander around and, and not get anywhere. You're going to have the, you know, I'll have calls with people. Sometimes they're like, and they spit off all kinds of information. I said, God, how many units do you own? He said, well, none. I was like, wow. Well, you know, it's just this, you know, the analysis by paralysis. And, right. and so you have to really, Hey, this is, this is what I want. This is my goals. And once you get that, then you're able to work backwards. It's so much easier to do that. Hey, I want to this amount of cash flow to cover my expenses. And this is, you know, the, the returns that I need and this and that, and it's easy to, to get that, but it's, Everybody's so focused on, you know, putting money in a 401k for 40 years, you know, and hoping that when you retire, the stock market isn't going crazy. Hope you don't run out of money. I just, uh, and that's all that we're pitched to, you know, as we're going through training and we get out and, and if, and if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. But, um, I like to eat a lot and I like options and, having, having passive income right now gives, gives you options because what you think, you know, right now, it's going to, your life is going to be different in five years. It's going to be different in 10 years. So uh, I like options. No, I, I, I love that. What I find is, is we work with our clients and they, they've figured out, okay, here's what I want and here's when I want it. And then you can come up, like you say, with a, a rate of return that I'm going to have to have. So it actually, part of that tells you, can I get to where I want to be passively or do I have to be active? Because obviously passive, you're sharing the money with the person who's doing all the work, the developer. Um, whereas if you're active, you know, you're, it's, you do end up with a higher, higher return. You just spend more time at it. So that's part of, you know, what for us helps make the decision. Am I 
going to be active or passive, or do I need to change my goals, right? And, uh, and, and then we can start narrowing the focus to the point you mentioned, really what I consider to be criteria for investing, you know, what's, what's, what's my rate of return, what's my loan to value, what type of, proper, what type of property, where is it, uh, you know, what kind of market am I looking at, and, uh, and then start looking for the, the sponsors, if you're passive, that do what you, you know, what you want to get done. So I think those are um, great tools. Uh, we're certainly on the same page there, Jeff. And um, of course, I always, always say that, uh, you know, you're smart if you agree with me. So you're very, obviously very smart. No, I, I really appreciate it, Jeff. I, I appreciate you taking time out. I know you're in between uh, appointments here. And uh, any, any final words, where can people find you? I, I know you mentioned it once before, but uh, where can people find uh, your information? Yeah, I've actually written uh, a guide that just the, the very basics on how I got started with passive income. So they could uh, download that at debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide. And if they have any questions, they can email me at jeff at debtfreedr.com. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Jeff. And thank, you know, I, I, I really appreciate um, when I see a busy professional taking time to do financial education, um, particularly among their peers. And uh, I am very, so I would like to thank you, uh, Jeff, for what you're doing and uh, taking the time and, you know, doing your website, doing your due diligence, uh, learning so that other people can learn from you instead of having to learn the hard way. Um, it's always good to have a mentor and it, it sounds like you would be an absolute great mentor. So thank you for that. Remember everyone that, you know, when we talk about multiple streams of income like this, we're not talking about you're doing real estate and you're doing stocks and you're doing a bunch of other stuff. We're talking about you're doing multiple streams of income from the same type of real estate or the same type of investing. Uh, it's very important to stay focused. When we stay focused, we get the right, like Jeff said, we have the right people that, that we're surrounded with. We have the right mentality and we know why we're doing it. We're always gonna make way more money and pay way less tax. Thanks everyone. You've been listening to the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>